Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast Podcast, brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by Nate Weitzer. He's on the East Coast, and we're back after a little break there. Hope you guys enjoyed MLK Day and that full slate of games. We've got just three here tonight, so we are doing our best to bring you these best bets, as well as play a props up in another video. So make sure you are liked and subscribed to that page and continue to follow along all season with us. Also want you to head to thelines.com and use that prop finder tool up there. Make sure you're getting the best juice on all these bets that you are making in the NBA this season. Nate, let's go ahead and just kick it off right here on Tuesday with your first best bet for tonight. Yeah, OKC plus six and a half if you can still get it at the Clippers. Um, I, I mean, it's still available at some books and, and DraftKings. It's already been bet down to four and a half, for example, because it's just it, it's too big of a spread for OKC. Despite the back-to-back situation, like this is a young team that has not had issues with the back-to-back. In fact, they're better when they're on a rest advantage and better uh, when when they're road dogs or, or dogs in general, right? We don't like taking the Thunder that much as favorites, at least not last year. But this year, they've been a little bit better. But this year, I mean, 6-1 and one against the spread with a rest disadvantage, 4-1 and one on back-to-backs, plus 16 against the spread with that disadvantage. And we saw Dagnall... Go to his bench early last night as they lost the the Lakers. Um, and, you know, pretty much looking ahead to this one in some way, maybe reading his team, maybe just hedging his bets to say, you know, we got to get one of these here at crypto slash staples. And especially for SGA, like if this does creep down and you don't feel comfortable taking it plus, only plus three or something, just take SGA props. Like he's at 30 and a half points. I would, I would raise that to 31 and a half. You get easy, even money there. He's averaged 31 against LAC, his last three. Uh, But the usage rate is what you got to look at. 38.5% usage, which is also his usage on back-to-backs this season. And he's averaged 32 points per game in under 30 minutes in those back-to-backs. So another another guy which is is not affected by the short rest here. But it's a circle game for him, right? I mean, the team that traded him, of course, he's been very good against them. That's why, you know, they've won four of their last five against these Clippers. So... Uh, the money line parlay with SGA to score is definitely in play here. Look at that a little bit later. And <clears throat> big deal, Zubac is out for the Clips. Um, you know, they they struggled defensively in, in their first without him against Minnesota, as you might expect. I mean, they struggled defensively in general over the last five, uh, allowing the fifth highest three-point shooting and, and eighth most free throw attempts. And the Thunder Road defense has been the opposite, has been incredible um, you know, they, they didn't quite get the offense against this physical Lakers team, but on, on the road, I mean, they're still top four in, in rating opponent paint points, assist to turnover and, and three point percentage, including number one in three point percentage in the last three. So I'll take OKC to keep this close. Uh, if you can get it plus five or better for sure, just take that spread. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting opening number. Um, if you, I guess, if you believe that the, the thunder are going to be worse on the back-to-back, uh, I mean, when you look at the the game last night, the the Lakers shot well, that's for sure, um, and and the, you know, fifty three percent or so from the field as a team, complete opposite for the Thunder. So I do think it's just a little bit of a bad shooting night and a good shooting night for their opponent. To be honest with you, for the uh, for the Thunder, and that's you know something that I, I look for here in my first bet is their their team total, um, which is over one fourteen and a half in this one. And I like you said, like the Clippers, what I was looking at too is just. In the last, you know, roughly what, like we've got 
about 10, seven to 10 games that they've, that they've been, you know, waning on defense and Kawhi got hurt in there for a couple games, roughly 10, you know, eight to 10 games ago. So there's, there was a, a little bit of thought, like maybe there's, there's a correlation there and there still is, they have a much better defensive rating when he's in the game. Um, and when he's on the floor as well, the the thing is, is like, it's, it still just hasn't been that, that good lately uh, for the thunder. I think it's a bit of a bounce back after a poor shooting night more than anything. Uh, the, the, uh, clip, the clips are playing a little bit faster at home, uh, and the thunder are scoring, you know, on the road lately as well. They are playing better defense than they were on the road, but they're still scoring outside of that one Lakers game, right? They've gone over this number consistently, uh, nine of their last 10, uh, or excuse me, eight of their last 10 on the road that they've gone over this number, um, only failing to do so against a few teams this season in general, uh, on the road, 15 of 20 this year, they've gone over this number. Only time they haven't, Minnesota twice, best home defense on the planet, Minnesota Timberwolves, and then uh, sack in that um, in that back-to-back game that they played as well, and then one more in, uh, of an anomaly in there as well. So uh, Phoenix, right, and Houston. So Houston, second-best home defense, right? Like, there was it was a big difference, right? And the Clippers, as good as they're capable of being on defense, I think it's huge that Zoo's not out, right? This is a, The Thunder team are going to be attacking the rim all day, every day, and twice on Sunday, right? And and the thing that the Clippers do well is they do get back on defense decently enough to, to stop those transition points. But it, the the down low stuff, Zubak has been Rudy Gobert this season. I, I talked about it last Clippers game. He's got like a top three defensive field goal percentage inside of five feet. Zubak, right? Big Zoo. So uh, his his absence in a game where you've got team a team that wants to get inside of five feet as often as they can Seems like it would be a bit, pretty big miss to not have your best defender in that particular area of the floor. That's a big part of why I'm, I'm good with this, you know. And then when Zoo's not in there, it's also a, a pace game, right? With him on the floor, we're talking about a 98 pace for this uh, Clippers team. With him off the floor, nearly a 101 and a half pace, right? It goes up uh, three points per possession, uh, per 100 possessions. So I, I think there'll be more shots. There'll be more, a bit more fast break. Maybe the Clips are still pretty good at getting back, but even in the half court, I think they are going to struggle to uh, to stop this, uh, this this Thunder team. That should be running, by the way, because the Clippers' half-court defense is good. It's very good. Um, but like I said, without Zoo, it's not as good. And when you when you put the Thunder in transition, they should have a bit more success. Yeah, it's, it's not as good. SGA is going to feel very comfortable operating in the mid-range with Daniel Tice out there contesting his shot, right? Like It's just yeah. not, not going to be particularly threatening. Um, yeah, I do like the thunder here in this spot, as I mentioned. So I'll just move on to the, the first televised nationally televised game here, Denver at Philly. Everybody's questionable. Um, Sixers on a back-to-back nuggets, entire starting lineup is questionable. So I'll throw out two little parlays here, both with Maxi to get 25 points. And if Embiid plays, add him 10 rebounds plus 130 odds there. If Embiid sits, Tobias Harris, 15 plus points, gets you plus 150. And we know Toby has been going off when when Embiid is out. I mean, those two guys are going to have a huge usage rate. But we've also identified the reason both these these have Maxi in them is that Maxi's going to score much more efficiently when he has Embiid out there. And you actually, you get like six points of value when Embiid's projected to play for Maxi's prop to be 25 and a half instead of 31 and a half when he's out. So we, we like taking this. I mean, his last six with Embiid, 29 points per game on 48, 44% splits, 30% usage. And he's gone over this number in five of six. The only under was a blowout against the Bulls, blowout win. Um, and in that same tough matchup against Caruso, who shuts everybody down, he had he had 29 points, took 23 shots um, in a win earlier. Embiid, of course, 10 plus rebounds in 16 straight games, 24 of his last six, 26. Brings it against the Joker, averaging 13 boards in his last five against Jokic. Um, if he happens to sit, 
like this should be a faster paced uh, environment and Tobias Harris is good in transition. Maxi obviously can, can get his points on more volume, even if he's less efficient. We don't know about the Nuggets. I mean, they're listing KCP, Jamal, Aaron Gordon as questionable. Um, we do see props up for them, but if any of those guys miss, it's obviously a better uh, matchup for Maxi. And, you know, he does still score without Embiid, like I'm saying. He, he does still hit more threes. No, I, I'm sorry. He hits more threes when Embiid is in there yeah, um, at a much higher percentage, right? Uh, but in general, yeah, the Sixers playing faster with Nick Nurse at the helm here. So uh, I like I like him to just, you know, h- handle a, a high usage rate either way, Maxi. And we'll see if Embiid's out there or not. Uh, but either way, I think these parlays are pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. Um, the, the Tobias one actually scares me if JoJo plays. That's the thing about Embiid. Right. And I'm, to be clear, yeah, I'm saying only take yeah. that one if Embiid's ruled out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 100% there. I do like Maxi's threes to a degree with Embiid out there um, because we, we've talked about that in the past when I took Maxi under threes and points because uh, Embiid wasn't in and they were playing a good defense at the time. Denver, I'm not quite as worried about. They've been okay against point guards. They're a tough team to figure out this year because you really got to dive into their 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 stats individual game wise, right? Like you can't just look at at, at the overarching. And go, oh, who played? Did Jamal's miss time? Aaron Gordon's miss time? Was Joker on a back to back and trying? Like you have to really dive in and see if Joker's uh, care is there plus everything else. Can we just stop getting robbed of this game for the love of God? Can we just please watch Joel Embiid and can can the schedule makers prioritize that? Like put it on during Monday Night Football. I'll watch it. Who cares? Just put those two on the court together, please. Uh, either way, let me go to the last best bet here, which is Sack and Phoenix and another. I don't know if you want to call it fishy because we've seen it, but I'm going under in this game. I, I suppose it'd be fishier to go over when you got the Kings and, and the the um, the Suns, but 243 and a half total hasn't moved since it opened. I, I, I like the under a lot. I think this I think this game's at like 235 max. To be honest with you, um, there's a couple of things that I'm just I'm using here. Right, first of all, they played together uh, against each other when the Kings were on a back to back. And this is going to be a situation, similar situation. The Kings in this situation, they're scoring 111 points per game on these B2Bs uh, on the second night of that. And they are scoring 100. Uh, they're giving up 120. So, yeah, the, the, the defense hasn't been great. and doesn't give you much uh, confidence in them, their ability to stop other teams. Um, but I do think they matched up decently well with the Suns. Uh, and, and they should at least, I don't know, I, I think that they're going to hang around in this game. I don't really care because I just think the points are too high, even if they don't hang around, to be honest with you, right? So if they lose 110 to 120, great. That's wonderful, right? I'm happy with that. Uh, the amount of the points that they're giving up are, are scary, but they're just not scoring on B2Bs. They're not scoring on the road either. 114 and a half PPG points per game there, as opposed to the 120 or so that they're putting up at home when they're playing at Golden One Center. Um, and so with, with the, the road splits, the, uh, the matchup as well is something that has, I think there was a good reason it went under last time that the pace drops a bit, but even when it doesn't, uh, there, there is a lot of like two big men uh, on the floor for the entirety of the game, right? Like Domas played 38 minutes last time and he's a little faster than your normal big man, but he's also not like leading the break necessarily. They play a little bit slower with him on the floor. And then we should see a lot of Nurk in response to a lot of Domas in this game, which is what we saw the last two times these guys have faced off that Nurk's averaging 32 minutes a game in those games. And as opposed to about 29 in the other games, right? He gets about three more minutes when he has to be in there to guard Domas. 
Plus, they really, really like Nurk when he's in there with Beal. Um, that's been the case when Beal has been in, Nurk's minutes go up as well with Beal. Uh, in fact, a lot of stuff goes up with Beal because he's really asked to do a little bit more when Bradley Beal's not on the floor. If there's just two of the big three out there with him, he needs to be a lot more of a passer. They're facilitating through him a bit more. Um, and But in, in this case, they just need him in there for rebounds. They're like, yo, go in there, play true center. We know you can pass and everything, but just put the ball up when we give it to you down low. Try to get Domas in foul trouble uh, and get your boards. And that and that's the job of Nurk in this one. And that's why he's going to be playing a lot more, which is why I add to this, that, that adds to, to this whole sort of game slowing down and being a bit more about half court offense. So I'll, I'll go ahead and feel good about um, the, uh, the the under 244 here. I, I Like I said, I, I like this down to like 241, 242. I still play it even if it drops a bit. Yeah, it's pretty sharp, I think, because yeah, the Kings do struggle in the half court. They do play better defense on the road. And they get out and transition less on the road. It's question, yeah. I mean, Frank Vogel being the Suns coach, like this would be a smash under if not for Bradley Beal's return. And the the only concern being like, well, the Suns offense is like it, it could just start cooking. Like, I mean, it has. They've been getting 120 a game since their big three has been intact their last four. So I would worry maybe that they drag this over. And if you are worried on that side, just take the Suns minus four. Like the Kings are not a great road team. Uh, I mean, or, you, you know, you, you just don't know if they're going to come along, but either way, I think De'Aaron Fox's props are too low and I'll just, you know, I'll just segue that to the player props section, which we'll get into in a minute here. For sure. Yeah. Sounds good. I, I hear you on all that too. Um, I still think the, the pace stays a bit low. I don't know that, that, that the Kings are coming along for the ride, to be honest, right. that's kind of how I feel about it. Right. So you could also look at a Kings team total under, if you felt good about it with them on the back to back, like I said, 111 points per game in the uh, six second legs that they played on no rest this season. So Nate, let's go ahead and get right into your first pick from one of these three games. Yeah, I'll take De'Aaron Fox over 32 and a half points and assists. I thought the 27 and a half points was kind of low considering, you know, he is sort of a one on one guard going up against three elite scorers now that the Suns have their big three intact. And I can trust that the Kings are going to lean on him a lot more in this matchup to match points now that the Suns have their big three intact, 120 a game in four games, uh, but also a 120 defensive rating, allowing the fifth highest three point shooting and ninth most assists per game. They're also bottom 10 in fast break points and points off turnovers allowed. So that should allow Fox to get some points out here in transition. If When he's in the half court, though, he's obviously going to be relied upon a ton to facilitate, especially because Sabonis has not been very good in his career against Yusuf Nurkic. Better in his last two, um, not getting bullied as much. But, I mean, his career, only 10 points per game on 19% usage for Sabonis against against the big uh, European um, Suns in their last 15 because they don't necessarily have a point guard and because they have Grayson Allen out there sometimes guarding the position, allowing the second most points and fourth most assists to the position. De'Aaron had 34 and seven his last trip to, to Phoenix, and that was with just Booker playing out of the big three. Um, the Kings, you know, handled them with Book and KD playing at home, but this is a different situation when they're on the road, usually a closer game, usually not a blowout loss in division is what I'm looking at. Like they've been blown out twice by the Clippers, some of them in, in kind of scheduled losses on back-to-backs. But otherwise, every division game for the Kings has been within single digits if it is a loss. Uh, and Fox in eight division games, averaging 30.5 points, 5.5 assists, good splits, and 33% usage, which is elevated in eight road games since um, since playing at Phoenix. He also has better shooting splits. And Keegan Murray is questionable if he does sit. Fox is averaging uh, 33 points, seven assists in his last, in his only four without him this season. And those were all in pretty tough matchups. 
Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've gotten burned by, by DeFox a couple times, but this, this should be a, a good matchup for him. I, I do like an under, so I'll start with an under in my player props. Like in that game, I like an under. So I'm, I'm going with Booker under assists, under seven and a half. I thought I might like the, um, take the rebounds as well, but they're so low at four and a half, and I still think that's a pretty good number for Booker considering the, uh, the Kings allow the most rebounds per game to point guards, whatever that means. I don't always put the most stock in like, point guard rebounds or center assists right outside of like joker or whatever domas but like this you know it still scares you enough booker could get in there and mess around uh with the boards but the assists it's interesting the the bradley beal impact so far in the like 12 games that he's played with the big three well or at least with booker and like 10 of them with kd uh the assists go down for booker even though he like I don't know, maybe Vogel wasn't lying at the very beginning of the season in the summer where he was like, Bradley Beal's our point guard. And everybody was like, no, he isn't. No matter what you do with the lineup card, your point guard is, is Devin Booker. Um, and I would argue KD's your point guard number two before you even get to Beal. But at any rate, like it still is the impact that it's had on, on Devin Booker is that his assists are at about seven a game with Brad Beal in there and eight a game with him not in there. Um, he's gone over this number only four times in the 12 games that he's played with Brad Beal. I, I don't know that Brad Beal is necessarily taking away like his assists because he's getting them. He's certainly not. In fact, Brad Beal is stealing rebounds more than he is assists from Booker. Booker's rebounds go down cu- a couple without Booker because of the fact that Booker or with, without Beal. You get what I'm saying? His rebounds go down when Beal's in there because Beal is getting a lot of boards. But the assists, um, not necessarily going to Beal. They're just not the, the the ball movement seems to be a lot different. Obviously, the spacing on the court is a lot different. There's a there's there's a, there's a decent amount of pick and roll still being run uh, with Nurk because, like I told you, Nurk has been out there a lot more with Bradley Beal. But uh, Nurk's not only running that pick and roll with Devin Booker. Uh, he's running it almost as frequently with Brad Beal and with uh, KD. So like some form of, of pick and roll with those guys and, and space after that, right? And st- other guys around the perimeter is sort of their their, their go-to. Um, but like I said, there's just not quite the same amount of assist potential. When when Beal is out there, there's a bit more one-and-one. The assist percentage with Brad Beal on off, I just looked at his. It's not the most hyper-relevant, but the assist percentage does drop as a team when Brad Beal uh, is off the floor, which is what I have here. So like when he's on the floor, yeah, the assist percentage is a little bit higher, but like that's not necessarily because it's going to uh, to Devin Booker, right? There's still a good amount of one-on-one ball that's being played. So I just, I, I'm going to I'm gonna take the under here on the assist for him just because I think it's a little bit too high and there's a misconception that he's going to get more of them because Brad Beal is on the floor. And I just don't think that's correct. Yeah, maybe a misconception that the Kings are a, an awful defensive team that plays shootouts. They, they usually only play shootouts at home, right? I mean, they're, seven points better in terms of defensive rating on the road versus at home since De'Aaron Fox came back from that ankle sprain about a month ago. So I, I think, yeah, they can limit the Suns a little bit. And yeah, to, to to give some credence to your best bet there, which is under 243, pretty high total for yeah. this game. Uh, still like Fox on offense, though, uh, sure. just because, yeah, I think they, they have to lean on him so much. But speaking of which, the real MVP SGA 35 plus in a win tonight would get you five to one on your money. I'd say put a quarter unit on that, put the other three fourths on SGA to just score 32, which is even money. Uh, and then you coming out ahead, even if the thunder do not pull out this win, it's a, it's a tough matchup, obviously against a red hot Clippers team. SGA, it, this has to be a game. He circles. I know I talk about in this best bets that the thunder, Pretty good chance to cover here because SGA was was kind of chill. 24 points in 34 minutes against the Lakers. I mean, it's a tougher matchup for sure because the Clippers are without Zubach and therefore without much interior defense versus, you know, going up against Anthony Davis down low last night. 
SGA, no, not bothered by the back-to-backs. 32 points per game in under 30 minutes this season with elevated usage, 38.5%, which is what his usage is in his last three against the late, against the Clippers, the team that, that drafted him, of course. 31 points per game, including a 42.5% usage rate versus the Clips earlier this season. Shot kind of poorly, but he t- tends to bounce back. I mean, he's incredibly efficient, obviously, as we know, but... Here's here's the numbers after a loss, which I found interesting. It's 32.5 points per game. Has at least 30 in nine of those 10. And then after the only five games, he's had a, a negative plus minus rating this season, which is, again, the MVP. Uh, he's averaged 33.5 points per game. So coming off a minus game against the Lakers, where he did not play particularly well. Now facing a Clippers defense that's been struggling. And, you know, he, he's... You have Dort and Jalen Williams, who are probably going to have a lot more responsibilities on defense tonight than, you know, we saw Jalen kind of ramp up his offense the last couple games. So I think they're going to lean even more on SGA, regardless of who's covering him. And he's going to be up for the challenge. I'm with it. I'm wondering, should we be telling people to put a little bit on his MVP odds? I'm trying to understand that. It's too late. I got a 20 to one a month ago. Now, I mean, he's right behind Joker at plus two hundred and fifty. I mean, it's not it's not terrible odds, but at this point, I don't know if the value's there. Um, because yeah, I mean, Joker Joker's Joker, but Embiid's about to fall out of this race due to games played. So yeah, I mean, there is there is some value, I guess. Luca is not playing right now. Um, his his odds might start dropping. Like Shy's in a good spot this moment in time, I think, to like hit him because of the sort of narrative of the NBA. But you gotta you gotta stay up on that stuff and obviously be monitoring who you have bets on. And if you start contradicting yourself or plus money, right? You can't you gotta start using unit control and all that. But so I, I understand what you're saying at the current moment in time. But if you are playing this as like a like a daily stock market price, his price is probably about to go up in in the sense that you're gonna have to pay a little bit more to get juice on him, right? Because I, I do think the plus two seventy you can get right now is going to drop as Luca misses a few games here and there. And uh, like you said, Joel is going to drop out of this race before too long. And he's at plus 600 and fourth, you know, in fourth place there. I don't know. I don't Joker's team would have to win out. I mean, you, you, they've already lost like 13 games and that, like that's how many they lost like a few years ago. They're not the same team, right? They're going to drop. It's too hard for him at this point. So now we're looking at like Tatum and SGA, in my opinion, because you've got three guys that are on the up and up no, and up. Giannis, and, Giannis, not Tatum, and Giannis. But I think Boston's going to end as the one seed, and that's going to matter, you know, with Dame out there. But anyway, that's another interesting conversation. We'll talk about that a little closer to the break. Uh, let me get into my first, uh, my second. Sorry, play a prop here as we close things out. And I'm going to Nurk, uh, staying in that that sun, on that Suns team and in that Kings game. And I'm going 12 and a half points over for him. The Kings uh, somehow are good at limiting centers' points, even though Domas is. Old alligator arms. Domas is one of the worst defensive centers down low. Um, But still, they've been decent. I don't care about that. I care about Nurk and his minutes. I care about what they need him on the floor to do. And that's what I spoke about a little bit with Booker's assist. And also in uh, the game where I was talking about taking the under and the total and best bets for this game with the Suns. Because Nurk is going to be out there. Um, He's going to be out there for the, the, the... 30 to 32 well let's domas is going to play like 35 if this is a close game at all and then nurk is not going to he can't be out there for less than like 30 to 32 so with that in mind like the the field goal attempt should be up around when he gets to the the 30 minute mark if you look at his last 15 games right if every time he gets to that mark he's going over 12 points um and so i i do think that the if the minutes are there for him that that the points and the field goal attempts will also be there for him uh you look at the the history 
of him playing against Domas. And that's what it is. He follows Domas's minutes. He's had a really solid career playing against um, DeMontis when he's, even when he was on the, uh, the trailblazers and he played one game against them. So um, I, I don't really think it matters which team he's on as long as he's a top four candidate of, of being used within the offense, which is clearly what he is here. He's, he's the fourth option. And then as soon as one of those guys isn't on the floor, he's the third option. Uh, I, like I said, his minutes will have to be staggered a bit with Domas, but either way, like the, the, the centers that have had some success against Domas as of late, like, yeah, there's some numbers that might indicate that like he's done well against certain centers and limited them. But really, if you look at uh, the, the players that he's gone up against in their last roughly like 10 to 15 games, everyone's scoring over their prop line, even if it's not the, uh, in a lot of them are the prop line of, of Nurk, right? You've got Brolo going over, you've got uh, Jalen Duran, Jonas Valanciunas, Jakob Pertl going over, uh, and then a couple other guys. The Magic didn't have a center because Gogo wasn't able to put up more than seven points, but you get my point. If you're a scoring center who's anywhere um, involved in the offense, you, you can get yours against this Kings team down low. So I, I'm going to go ahead and just hit Nurk on the 12 and a half here uh, over with, with a, a full unit. Would you add the rebounds in too for for some safety? I mean, they're high. The Isn't it ten and a half for him on the boards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that scares me. He does go single digit points, but I mean, yeah. No, I'm looking at these single digit point in the game log, and they're all against like Zubac, Anthony Davis, Bam, like the best defensive centers, right. where they're just not going to run anything through Nurkic, and teams would much rather attack Sabonis. He can get into some foul trouble. Um, yeah, and, and he can kind of big brother him. I mean, he did drop fifteen and nine and 30 minutes when they played him um, in December. Right. And then right. he missed the second game with, with a personal absence. So yeah, no, I'm fine with just taking the points in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you on, I, I considered all of it with, with Nurk. I was looking at how I wanted to play it with him, but like, like I said, I'm following the minutes. And so I'll just stick to the points in this one. Um, but that is all the time that we have for you guys in the play of props video. Continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page. So you can also check out the best bets that we have up for you guys each and every weekday until we see you next. Happy betting. <laughs>